you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Louise Ledbrook. Welcome, Louise. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. I'm super excited for today's conversation because we're going to talk about planning and time management and some of all this fun, fun stuff. But just yeah. before we get into that, um, I would love to know a little bit more about your background and so on so the audience can understand where you are today and how you ended up. Sure. Uh, so I suppose I started my career in corporate transformation is probably the best way to put it. And for those that don't understand, it, it's basically company says we want to change into something better and I go okay let me help you do that <laughs> and so you know they might want to make more money or have less people or be more efficient and productive and so I did that um, with many of the biggest companies in Australia for 20 odd years uh, and in parallel I started realizing there's a whole lot of I suppose issues in these corporations which also then flow into small businesses around just generally um, the way they operate was really inefficient and their productivity was really poor. And so I branched off and I actually started a software company where we created a piece of software to help with that. And now I help small businesses with all of those different techniques that we bring from the consulting world into these corporations to help them be more efficient, to help the owners of these businesses be more efficient and effective. Um, and so that they don't have to sacrifice their lifestyle and their life and their sanity to actually grow these amazing businesses that they've started. And so that they, the businesses survive. I think that's the biggest thing for me as well. There's these amazing businesses that sometimes just because these business owners don't have the techniques to manage themselves and their teams effectively, they pack it in sometimes. And it's, it's really sad to see. And so I now like being part of helping these business owners get their shit together so that they can, you know, thrive um, with their businesses. Awesome. Sounds like we have very similar visions. So I, uh, yeah. I have the same thing, but more from a people management standpoint, right? But yeah. Uh, yeah, I, and, and the thing is, like, you, you see many, many small business owners that unfortunately doesn't really grow much and they don't, they don't, they only get to a point of, you know, with whatever they can touch, but at some point the growth just stops and or yeah. slows down extremely much. But, but yeah, let's see if we can help them a little bit today and give them some yeah. helpful tips and tricks and all this good stuff. So um, let, let's look at just time management first and foremost, mm. like what, what sort of your hints and tips, what's your approach and how, how would you normally work with like small business owners around time management? Sure. Well, actually, it's interesting you mentioned that they're the business owners of small business owners specifically, they get to a point where they kind of they don't scale, they get to a, a point of capacity is what I sort of see. And so that's why I think time management actually is so important for these business owners, because they reach their personal capacity and then the business can't grow past that. And so helping them manage their time is one way for them to actually be able to grow. They're stunting their own growth with not by a fault of theirs, but just without having those techniques around time management. Um, and so 
Um, I mean, there's obviously a whole lot of different um, techniques that I will teach, but some of the big things I see that are sapping business owners' time is distractions is the number one thing is, and they don't, they don't understand how the distractions are sapping their time. Um, and so it, it can be as simple as they're responding to an email and they're in that time, they've responded to three text messages and taken two phone calls and they wonder why three hours later they still haven't finished the email and so they allow these distractions in their lives because it's just the way we live today it's actually the way society is and they don't know any better <laughs> you probably see that I'm sure yeah I'd say it's the way some people live so I'm luckily yes. I mean I, I have one of these uh, mobile monster things as well but uh, I think yes. since since I was about 18, I've had mine on silence for my entire yeah. life because for that exact reason, not just from management productivity, but I, I feel even in, you know, regular life when I'm home, when I'm relaxing, yeah. like I, I don't want a beeping monster in my life constantly telling me what to do. Um, yeah. So, yeah, can totally well, relate to that. It's an energy sap as well is like constantly being on and available. Um, so I totally agree with you. Like, so pick a time and go, this is the end of my digital day. And then no longer on the phone because we set these expectations as business owners often because we feel like we have to be available all the time, whether that's to our teams or to our customers. And then we never have any downtime. Um, and in fact, not having downtime makes us unproductive in our on time. So because we're on all the time, you know, if you think about a muscle, if your muscle is on all the time, it's fatigued and you can't, you know, then do what you want with it. So your brain and your, your, your you know, your mental capacity is the same. So yeah, switching off is so important. Yeah, and I mean, I've been there. I, I, I used to work corporately for many years and, and uh, I've definitely, so one of the positions I had at one point where it was sort of more project management and we would usually work like three months, literally 12 hour days every day. Mm -hmm. And then we would have three months with not do very much, but it was, you know, in the beginning, you can, you can be a little bit effective working longer days, but reality is for most people, particularly if you're an entrepreneur, if you're spending 10, 12 hours working, you would get more done by working eight. And it sounds super, yeah. super uh, not the way to be. And it's not the way like yeah. you get all these cool memes and like, you know, work all day and yeah. all this cool stuff. Just right? sleepless. <laughs> right. Uh, which just makes it even worse. But but reality is yeah. it's not just about, it's not about the hours, but it's about the output. And the problem is, when you feel it's yes. about the hours, in my experience, it's mm. what, what happens is you end up putting in the hours, but you end up doing the wrong things because you don't yes. have the capacity and the mental space to actually do the right things. Oh, I, I can't agree more with that. I think because they're moving so fast and they never stop, they've just got to keep going. Like, what's the next thing on the to-do list? Like, hang on, should that thing even be on your to-do list for starters? And that's another one is that they say yes to everything. Everything ends up on their to-do list and they have no rules or boundaries around what they will and won't do. And yeah, you need that. You need the mental downtime to be able to make good decisions about where you should be intentionally spending your time. And exactly what you said, you could get eight hours of high productivity out of yourself um, or you can do 12 hours of average productivity 
you know, and that's what I find. I think um, for not everyone is in this boat, but the entrepreneurs and business owners that have come from corporate, there is an expectation that the hours is what demonstrates your value in the business and you're seen to be working all the time and they carry that on into their business, but it's a different world. You just can't do it. Like- no, and, and and again, it's this, it's for me, it's just the mindset and the capacity. The thing is, people, because people feel it's important to be busy, they end up doing things they know how to do. Because yes. when you've worked 10 hours and you're like trying to squeeze two more hours in, you end up doing the things you shouldn't be doing. Like, oh, you know, there's a customer that sent an email, you know, my team left a couple hours ago, but I will go and answer it because I'm the superhero. And you're like, yeah wait a minute, that is absolutely not what you should be doing. It is absolutely the wrong thing to do. And the fact that you're working those last two hours will mean that tomorrow you will be incapable of doing great work because you're so exhausted, right? Yeah, I know. And they, and until I think these business owners, and you, I'm sure you find this with your clients, is until they actually implement these strategies to slow down and stop, they, they can't comprehend that they could be more productive by doing less hours. It's yeah. like, it sounds so counterintuitive. I don't, I, I, they just can't, they can't grasp the concept. And they almost through sheer willpower have to implement these strategies to begin with. But once they do, all of a sudden they're like, I'm free, you know, <laughs> like I can think and this is amazing. But, but they have to actually do it because um, they're so used to just, working so many hours they can't comprehend not doing it is what i find <laughs> one book that i found really good I've read many years ago called uh, the one thing by gary keller and jay papasan and that's definitely if you're feeling yourself in this space a book like the one thing is definitely definitely a good place to to get some inspiration as well in my opinion yeah um just again learning to learning to do less things, but learning to do the things that really, really move the needle, right? Particularly when you're at the top of an organization, when you're a business owner, like in the end of the day, it's like what you do is the ultimate contribution. So if you have a team, if you have other people, that's great. But the things you do must carry the highest value. If you're sitting doing things that could be done by someone getting paid half of what you're paid or whatever, you are significantly wasting company resources. And more importantly, you're actually hindering company growth, which is. Yeah, totally. Um, And until you kind of calculate out for them, like what their hourly rate is kind of worth when they do that, they go, oh. I don't want to be paid $20 an hour. I'm like, okay, but that's what you've chosen to do in that, in that, in that time slot. Is that the best use of your time? And, and so getting them, I think it's also making sure that every time they decide to do any task, they have a really good anchor to make a decision of when to decide to do that task or not. And so I know everyone should have goals and that's all great, but what are your current goals that you're working on and make sure you remind yourself of them continually because that should be the first question you ask yourself before you do a task. Is this leading me towards that goal? Like before you start, I don't care what the task is. If, if you're about to do a task, I want you to ask yourself, is this leading me towards that goal? Because if you're about to do some task that somebody else actually should be doing, 
then you just don't do it. Um, and, and also we set goals at the start of the year and then we don't look at them again until the December and wonder why we didn't hit them. And you're like, well, because you didn't remind yourself and you didn't work on them actively and remind your brain subconsciously to only be working on those things. And so choosing those right things is about subconsciously being very aware of what those right things are as well um, because it's so easy when you're busy to just say yes or, you know, or just kind of move on to the next thing on your to-do list uh, and not be really intentional about what those things are that you're doing. And, you know, with the work you do, you have a lot of experience of business owners also not letting go of those things and they think they're the right things because they just haven't been able to release them and let them go to somebody else, um, which is a struggle. And that's that's exactly what I alluded to earlier, right? Like the problem is not that you do the thing per se, the problem is that when you when you go and do things that other people could or should be doing, again, you you're hindering the company growth. So every yeah. time you go and answer like a customer service query, or every time you go and do something that someone else in your company should really be responsible for, then basically fundamentally you're you're hindering the growth of your business, right? And most people don't see that. They see it mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just spending five minutes doing this thing, and it's like, no you're fundamentally hindering the growth of your business, right? And that most people, when they start realizing that and actually start seeing that in in reality, they they often change really quickly and it actually becomes a lot easier for them to change. So most Mm -hmm. of the time it's not, like people are not, doing the wrong thing because they they know they're doing the wrong thing because they don't know how to do things better right yeah and and related to that not only that they're hindering the growth in in multiple ways they're also eroding trust with their team because if you go and do something that's somebody else's job all of a sudden they go well, is that because I'm not doing it properly? Like, do you expect me to actually be available after hours? Like what's going on? And then they start feeling disempowered. And then, you know, the productivity of their work goes down. It's this whole vicious cycle as well. So, um, and until they they also realize the flow on effects of this one, what seems like a five minute job, you know, <laughs> it's these immense flow on effects, which, and it's not their fault. They think they're doing the right thing. It's just an awareness that they need to start creating for themselves. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. What about generally organizing and so on? I mean, so time management is one thing, but how, how when you work with people, how do you make sure they organize their day well? And what, what sort of your system and process for doing so? Well, I'll start with my favorite one. And this is um, a system I use personally every single day and I know that if I don't my productivity probably halves on the days that I don't do this and it's such a simple process and has a whole range of benefits Um, and it's simply organizing my next day the day before Um, and by doing that it's being aware of everything that has to be done the next day. So it could only takes me 10 minutes at the end of the day. And I always do it the day before. And the reason I do that is because then mentally you can switch off that evening and stop thinking about what you need to do the next day, because that keeps a lot of us awake at night. So your brain's already been told you're doing this the next day. And I plan the next day, um, 
basically everything that needs to happen from get up and have a shower, do a workout, get the kids ready, get the kids to school. So all my meetings and all my tasks are mapped out for the day. And look, the day often doesn't go to plan, that happens, but at least I've been intentional about where I intend to spend my day. And sometimes it absolutely goes to plan. Um, But I've been, I've created a realistic plan for the day. Um, And there's a couple of techniques I use around estimating how long things are going to take me as well. Because one of the troubles that we get into is we create this big list of things that we think we're going to get done in a day, but we haven't really thought about how long they're going to take us. And then we're really disappointed at the end of the day when we only did two tasks, which were four hours each. <laughs> like, But if you'd done a bit of an estimation, you would have gone, okay, realistically, I can only do two things. And it stops that disappointment at the end of the day as well, because I want my clients to feel every day like they're winning. And so this is one of the reasons I use this technique as well is because I want them to stop feeling disappointed and disheartened every day and then pushing into the evenings and working because they didn't finish the list of things that they had to do. So this way we're organised the day before. We know exactly what's in store for us. And sometimes it's a guesstimate, right? Your estimates aren't always right. But we know throughout the day when we intend to start and stop different activities and tasks and just having those timeframes pushes us a little bit to try and get it done in that time as well. And so we're way more productive. We know exactly what we're meant to be doing and we get to the end of the day and we feel good because we actually did what we thought we were going to do, not this big list of things, which was unrealistic in the first place. And then we feel like crap because we feel like a failure that we didn't get it all done, but we'd set ourselves up for failure in the first place. Um, And You know, there's a very, I suppose there's specific techniques that I use around estimating time and putting actual times against them um, is really important. And so many people don't do it. Like a lot of people just create a list of things. And like I said, they just keep plowing through this to-do list and they're not really intentional because it makes you really think about, okay, so I had 10 things I wanted to do, but when I think about the meetings I already have, I can only fit two. So what are the two things that matter? And like you said, what are the right things? What are the right two things for me to do today? And then you get to choose. You get to make that choice. Um, And so being really prepared the day before um, with a plan is my number one. It's my number one thing. Um, And personally, without it, I know that I'm half as productive because I just do stuff then. Yeah, I, I have two sort of similar processes. So I, I try and plan a week ahead. So basically every yeah. Sunday, I try and plan for the upcoming week. Now, yeah. one of the things I know about myself is that I'm not going to do eight hours worth of deep, concentrated, high-level no. work. Never yeah. going to happen. So my my estimate is generally I can do between three to four and a half hours each day. So I typically have three slots in my calendar each day. That's either an hour or an hour and a half working on a key priority. So again, if I'm saying, you know, this quarter, my priority is sales, generally 80% of my, of these scheduled slots will be relevant to sales. All right. Yeah. So on the Sunday, when I'm planning out my week, I basically sit down and say, you know, what are the things that I'm going to do this week 
that's going to move sales forward in the business, right? Yeah. And then schedule out those specific slots. Now, some people like, does that mean you only work three hours on some days? I'm like, it's three hours of high level, very mm-hmm. specific, very purposeful work. Here's the thing. Most people never get to that amount of time in a regular day of actually solid work. Now, no. the whole point is if you schedule three, four hours a day of that kind of work, that gives you enough time to do other things such as meetings, such as um, yeah. you know, checking emails and phone calls and stuff like that, right? But if you get just that right, right? If you yeah. get the right priorities, the stuff that's going to move the needle forward, if you get that done even two hours a day, you yeah. significantly improve your output over time. Right? Yeah, uh, th- that blocking is definitely a, a, a huge, um, well, it's a focus for, for a lot of my clients. And in fact, some of my clients are just, you know, they're, they're so chaotic. I'm like, let's do one hour power hour. You have to pick an hour every day. It's called your power hour. And what's the thing that's going to move the needle on your business? You can do that and only that in that hour. And then we, you know, obviously over time, the days become a bit more organized. But to begin with, the power hour is really good, which is exactly what you're saying. And also, I don't know if you've have you read um, Deep Work by Cal Newport. He have, talks yep. about it. Yeah. So he talks about that, like having those blocks of really focused time and also that humans don't necessarily have more capacity than three, three to four hours of intensive brain work every day. You know, and, and sales can be quite intensive. You know, you have to be present and, you know, and working with these different people. So, yeah, that can be an intensive sort of session. And then, then you can do your more, you know, automated and mediocre tasks around that and meetings and things like that. But, yeah. 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 So the, the week plan, definitely an advocate of the week plan. Um, and one of the big things is people forget all the life stuff when they do their plan. So like, oh, hang on, I actually have to take the kids to soccer. I thought I had, you know, eight hours to do work, but I only have six hours and they've completely forgotten that they had to do that. And so like, you need to build in your life. Like your work is actually built around your life. Not that, you know, otherwise they just kind of think about their work in their plans, but no, life happens as well, guys. So don't forget those because again, they set themselves up for failure because they forget about those things and they think they could have got more done than they do but um yeah so and then obviously when we come back to organizing just being ready for the next day like have you got lunch ready have like I every night I get up I mean before I go to bed put my workout clothes out so the first thing I do in the morning is I get up and I put them on occasionally I don't get to the workout but you know I have the intention because I'm less likely to get to the workout if I'm not prepared with my gym clothes so you know just little tips like that just to be prepared and organized taking the decisions away making it really easy to just flow through your day without having to make too many decisions in the day because that if you're constantly throughout the day having to make these small decisions, the big decisions feel really tiring and you make poor decisions. So removing those small decisions by being organized is a big one as well. Definitely. Totally, yeah. totally agree on that one as well. So yeah. excellent. Anything else we should talk about sort of in the realm of sort of organizing and time management and even like productivity? Anything else you want to share? Um, 
Well, I think I've probably touched on a lot of the the things that I tend to teach as my foundational sort of techniques. Like obviously uh, I go into a whole lot of other things. The big thing um, is, well, there's two other things I'd like to touch on. I've, I've briefly mentioned before is saying no to everything that isn't related to your goals. And so that's why um, when I say that you need to remind yourself all the time of what your goals are, is because then your instant reaction will be no if it's not related to your goals because it's always front of mind. So reminding yourself of those goals regularly so that you can say no very easily is important and not have to backtrack and say no later. Um, So you're being very clear on where you're willing to spend your time. Um, And having boundaries is probably the best way. Rules or boundaries, it's however you want to describe it. But um, so when... So not allowing yourself to work days, nights and weekends. So saying I work, like you can choose. Let's say I only want to work 30 hours a week or something like that. So you go, so I start work at nine, I finish work at three every day and they are the boundaries I have to make work because you'd be surprised once you give yourself those rules, how productive you can be in those hours if you know that you will not be working after that. Because if you know that you've got 12 hours, you'll take 12 hours. But if you've got six hours and you've got to try and fit a normal eight-hour day into that, you will make yourself be productive. You will find a way. You will implement the techniques that you you learn and know because you want to make that work. And so creating boundaries around what you're willing to do, when you're willing to do them, and really sticking to them and getting the people around you to help you stick to them as well will help you be productive. So um, if you need three to four hours focus time to grow your business every day, then you need to let your family and your team know that within these timeframes, I won't be answering the phone. I won't be responding to your text messages or your emails because I'm busy growing the business. You guys can get on and do your work. And then after that, we can talk, but I'm setting the expectation that this is a boundary for me because this is important. Uh, And so setting those rules for yourself to allow yourself and to help you be more productive um, is also really important. And most of us don't have any boundaries. (laughs) Um, So many business owners are available 24-7 almost. And it's like you you mentioned before, it is actually stunting the growth of their business. It's literally stopping them from growing, although they can't fathom that because they're like, how can my business not be growing? I'm working all the time. I'm like, well, that's why it's not growing Um, because you are trying to work all the time, um, but you're not being, you know, it also stops you from being really creative with the ways that you should be doing things because when you've got that constraint, all of a sudden you go, I better get a bit creative because what I was going to do will not fit into that time frame. So how can I still achieve the same outcome but do less work? And so it forces you to be a bit more creative with what you can and can't do as well. Um, so that's probably the next probably top thing I would say around ensuring your productivity is creating these rules and boundaries for yourself, choosing you firstly choosing you and allowing yourself to have these in place because often the reason people don't is because they feel guilty they feel bad they feel guilty that they've either not been there available all the time with their teams and I'm sure you you could teach a whole bunch of different techniques around how you can better enable your teams to be empowered and then they don't need you and that's all great 
um, which is important to help business owners feel comfortable with this. But they need to they need to lose the guilt of not being available and implement these boundaries so that they can grow the business that they dream they would. You know, the reason they're there. Totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Well, Louise, thank you very, very much for sharing all your wisdom with us today. That was a fantastic conversation. And uh, yeah, always interesting to talk about time management and management in general. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. I've enjoyed the conversation. Thanks. Excellent. And to the audience, thank you very much for holding on all the way to the end. We'll be back again next week. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.